0: All right, so today I have Tim Emery on the line. He's the owner over at Invest Success and also co-owner over at the investment community of the Rockies, also known as i for short. Uh, Tim, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me.
0: So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at uh, Invest Success and at i but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started as an entrepreneur?
1: Well, you know, I uh, I've never liked to uh, work for other people, and um, always thought I could do things better. Uh, and then, kind of, just really did not really follow the traditional route of going through uh, college. I left college uh, after two years because I learned how to party and socialize way too well. Um, and then, kind of, started uh, building a career and, and building. Jobs that I thought were going to lead somewhere Um, I was looking to move up in management and and grow and once I started really getting into that I started noticing that um, if somebody didn't die in front of you you might not move up if somebody Mm -hmm. didn't really you know unless somebody screwed up you couldn't move up in most of these companies so Mm -hmm. um, about 2004 I met a guy Uh, who had a website that he was building, and it's actually a fishing resource website, so I'm a big fisherman. Um, And, you know, I went to talk to him and said, hey, you know, can we do this together? How can can I help you? How can we grow? And I spent the next four years really building his company. Um, You know, he gave me sweat equity. I worked my tail off. I did sales. I did marketing. I did everything you could think of. And after about three and a half, four years, I really was trying to get us funded and to grow, and I kept bringing in potential, you know, money partners, and he just wouldn't take him. He just wouldn't follow up, wouldn't want to do it. So I finally figured out mm. that he was just an entrepreneur who was not going to let anybody else take his baby. Uh-huh. Um, so I worked for him, you know, for four years, built one company, and then I went to, uh, I've been in real estate since forth. so, far, so I, I had my license. As well, so I always stayed in that. And then a a good friend of mine said, "Hey, let's build a property management company." And this was 2011, 12, 10, 11, and 12. And real estate market was in the dumps. And you know, Mm -hmm. in Colorado, we had or in Denver area, we had 33 houses, 33,000 houses on the market. Wow. And we couldn't sell anything, so we built a property management company. Uh, I spent the next four years building a property management company from basically 20 properties to 220. And wow. I was working with a good friend, a good buddy of mine and his family owns the business. And I kind of said, Hey, you know, is there a way for me to get some ownership in this, at least the property management side of this? And a couple months later I saw an email on his desk while I was helping him that said, this Jim thinks he's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was a pretty eye-opening. Uh, thing, saying, you know, all right. Uh, about the same time, the way I built that property management company was I uh, attended a, a networking event here in Denver called the John Fisher Breakfast Club, and it meets the second Saturday of the month at – at, at, back then, it was 6.30 a.m., and it was packed, and it was just full of investors of all sorts, and, and really, after four or five times, I finally – had the, you know, somebody came up to me and said, hey, will you uh, manage some properties I don't want to manage because they're in a different part of town? I said, sure. She gave me 10 properties and we were off to the races. Um, wow. And yeah, so it was a great networking event and it really brought in about 50% of our business. Um, we didn't do any marketing. We didn't do any, we didn't do any paid marketing. All we did was referrals. Um, and then, so after I was doing that, um, you know, unfortunately, the guy who led it, his name is John Fisher, uh, got diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer in, mm. um, the, in the end of 2015 or the summer 2015, and he passed away in September of 2015. Mm. Um, and I didn't know what was going to happen, and all I, at that time, all I wanted to do was keep the breakfast club going because it was such a good lead referral for us. Well, I sat down with John's right-hand man and said, what are you going to do? And he looked at me and just kept shrugging his shoulders. (laughs) I said, okay. And he's like, well, tell you the truth, I want to go to seminary school and I want to serve. And I don't know if I'm going to keep it going. So that's, I saw the opportunity there. So I called John's widow. Uh, I asked to meet her, met with her, uh, gave her a proposal to buy the company. Um, and and the main business was, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was the marketing group or the networking group, but it was also a coaching mentorship program on teaching people how to fix and flip real estate. Mm-hmm. And I said, can I buy this? And she said, sure. Uh, made a great deal, uh, really um, favorable to me, a little cash out of my pocket, uh, long-term royalty payment system, so I don't have to pay every month. It's not like a mortgage. And... We were off to the races. Um, so, you know, fast forward, you know, two years later, um, I-Corps, which is the investment community of the Rockies, came around. They called me and asked me if I would buy it because they needed some uh, a real veteran leader to take it over. And I looked at the numbers and said, okay, uh, worked out a pretty favorable deal, so not much money out of my pocket again. And I took over that program with another partner as well. So now here I am, you know, four years later, um, working our tails off, but seeing the light at the end of the tunnel because ownership is great because someday somebody else can work for you and you don't have to work and you'll still get paid.
0: Wow, what an amazing story. What I love about (laughs) your story is that, like, you have so many – what some people, I don't like this term when they say false starts, like you get it started, you get it started, and then you have to start over. And Because I don't think you ever start over. You're always, you're always your own person. You always learn from the experience. You move forward. And then in a perfect world, um, you're able to build on those past experiences and move to another level, which you've obviously done and it's interesting because as we um, um for the for the people listening we in, in our I always do a pre-call warm up and Tim and I, Tim saying oh so what do you do and i said well i do this podcast and he kind of laughed at me and he's like okay what else and i'm like well that's what i do and then i said well i don't know how or why but i've been very lucky and uh tim tim's like no you haven't been he's basically called me out and said no <laughs> there's always something happening so I, have to, so I have to call Tim out and say, obviously, and you didn't say these words, by the way, but there wasn't luck here. Um, this is really a matter of you building um, your reputation, your brand, you know, how you conduct yourself in business. Like it's not an accident that um, somebody would allow you to, um, to carry on their husband's legacy. Um, It's not an accident that you were able to kind of move the way you have been and that a company like I-Corps who wanted veteran leadership to come in and buy them or to take it over. I mean, these by definition, these companies were big groups that, you know, had plenty of people in them that could have been potential, um, let's just say, suitors. Because just by the nature of the business, I mean, there's hundreds of members. So um, super interesting there um i want so there's some younger people listening tim um and i want you to comment if you will on just what you how you go about um or how you would recommend they go about in terms of starting their career and kind of navigating some of these past these these um um pivots if you will cuz so somebody else that wasn't Tim might have been really upset at the at the first business or the second one after building somebody else's business for four years. Instead, you took it and you made it a better situation and took that experience and moved on. So what kind of advice, to circle back, what kind of advice do you give to that new college grad or they maybe they didn't go to college, they just went right into the workforce about some of these pivots they're going to be facing?
1: Well, you know, I think a lot of it is uh, opening your eyes to opportunities. And um, you know, being an entrepreneur means you can do about anything you want, um, and not being afraid to ask. Uh, the the big key is not don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for money. Don't be afraid to ask for you know advice. Don't be afraid to ask anything because that's really uh, where it goes. Um, you know, we see so many salespeople in this day and age that can't sell, and, and whenever I get somebody in that. Says so they've been trying to sell. I said, well, did you ask him to pay you? And <laughs> they go, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, then how do they know? How do they know they want to pay you? You know, if you don't ask, you got to ask. And ask those questions and, and you know, just really keep your eyes open for, for that opportunity. But if you don't ask, it's not going to come. And, you know, I believe, you know, I, I listened and read a lot of Earl Nightingale, uh, which Sorry, the youngsters in your group will have no idea who, who Earl oh, Nightingale Oh,
0: yeah, is. they do. Oh, yeah, oh, YouTube, so. YouTube. Earl I Nightingale hope. is everywhere on YouTube. Come on. Yeah, and If you're so. listening to this and you don't know who that is, better, uh, you better you yeah. better Google him. He's got plenty of YouTube stuff.
1: Yeah, talk about a good voice. You've got twice a better voice than me, and I think I've got a good voice.
0: <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> but, compared to both of you. Go ahead, though. <laughs>
1: but, you know, I still have in my wallet, uh, you know, uh, a business card from 2004 that says I'm going to retire in 2028. So, uh, I mean, and that was in 2004. Um, And I'll tell you what, until about three, two, three years ago, I didn't believe I was going to retire in 2028. Um, But now uh, seeing what I'm building, seeing what I'm doing, I can definitely retire in 2028 because uh, I'm building enough uh, income generating assets between businesses and real estate that I will be able to retire. Uh, I won't quit working, but I'll be able to take off a week or two every other month and go somewhere. Stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. I want to get more into what you're doing over at iCorp and Invest Success. So you gave us some overviews of what they were. Um, can you get a little bit more specific so that the people listening um, can follow up if it meets something that they want to learn more about?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Invest Success is, is really a unique coaching mentorship program I have not found anything like us in the country yet Um, it is a fully hands-on one-year mentorship where we actually take you through the process of fixing flipping a property and learning the basics of real estate and it's hands-on it's very localized as well so um, we're we're in Denver uh, and we're also have coaches in northern Colorado and Colorado Springs Um, and I took a just expanded to those two regions uh, because I finally found somebody that I could trust that has good moral ethics and, and will take care of people the right way. And it's really hands-on teaching. We meet at a uh, person's, uh, one of our students' houses twice a month that's being flipped. So no frills. Sometimes the house has no heat. Sometimes it has no AC. Um, nothing special, but you get to see the process of how the flip is going. Students teach each other what they're doing. They know their numbers, so how did they buy it? How, how much did they cost? How much are they putting into it? What's the issues? You know, I just had students go through it. They had to fire a contractor after um, 10 weeks on a project. Um, so we go through that. And then Wednesdays, we have a coaching call. Uh, every student gets their own coaching call with all the coaches, and we go over stuff with them. You know, what do they need help with? What are they doing? And then we have property tours once a month. So this morning I was at two properties here in the Denver area with students teaching them how to actually estimate the cost of the rehab. So hands-on. And then, you know, students have our phone numbers. So they can call us, you know, pretty much, you know, during normal business hours and we'll talk them through anything they need. Um, And the basics of uh, fix and flipping will lead them to, you know, whatever else they want to do, whether that's, multifamily or commercial or storage or parking lots, whatever it is, it leads it to them. So the hands-on mentorship is key. And, you know, we, we have the same type of information that the, the big national guys have, uh, but we have the locality, which is different, and we have the hands-on, which is different. So that's really about Invest Success, and that's what, what that does.
0: Wow, that's uh that's amazing. Um it's more than a program, it's more like an apprenticeship. Like I can think about some of the first homes that I worked on and that I when I was younger, like in teenage years or um and I remember doing that and working on flips and things like that and I was really an apprentice and I, I mean I was in there doing the work at that point, right? Um, but um, that's amazing. There's, there's nothing like that hands-on. Real estate, you have to be there. You have to be in the, unless you're a big institutional guy, but if you're doing like, you know, a couple houses here or there or apartment buildings here and there, um, you got to have somebody like on the ground one way or another. And if, and if it can be you, I mean, I love even just the concept of what you're saying. And you're right, that is truly unique. Um, lots of programs, lots of things out there. Very few people or systems that they're, are actually going to get in the house with you. Um, that, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like that's that's crazy. <laughs> I've I've never heard of it. Um, and I've talked to quite a few different programs. I mean, it's just different. Like you're, it's real different being in that house with no. It's a gut check to be in a house with no, with it where the um where the heat's not working and it's winter, or the air conditioning's not working and it's summer, and you're in there thinking, do I really want to do this? Because it's gonna get worse. So <laughs> if, that, uh-huh. if, it, if that if that shakes you from it, then it's not for you because it's gonna get worse. That's the least of your problems. um Yeah,
1: and them. the cool thing got of- and- and the cool thing, Adam, is is that, you know, we're teaching. So we teach a system so you don't actually have to do any of the work yourself. You know, you can hire contractors and, and, and subs and, and do it all that way. So you can do this with a full-time job. And we're not advocating anybody quit their job yet. But, you know, five to ten years from now, everybody should be out. And that's my goal for all my students is ten years from now, you're, you're retired and, and you don't have to, you know, you, you don't Sign have it to, to work, but you'll want to.
0: And, and mm-hmm. for the people that are listening that are really young, they're like, oh, 10 years. But for the people that are, like, past 40, they're like, 10 years flies. And, like, when you snap your fingers, 10 years fly, So you might as well do it now. So it just depends.
1: If you were 22 and you took our program, 10 years, you're 32. Nothing. Uh, That's awesome. 32, you could be running around doing everything you wanted to do. Giving to charity, awesome. giving back. You could be skiing every other week. You could be surfing every day. You know, it, it's and and that's one thing I tell people is like, maybe you shouldn't go to grad school and spend you know a hundred grand. Why don't you spend mm-hmm. you know my program is fifteen thousand for the year. Spend fifteen thousand with me, build a career and build a your opportunity to become an op, entrepreneur and, and work for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the uh, investment community of the Rockies. So, what's going on over there?
1: Yeah, so ICOR is a chapter, uh, the Colorado chapter of National REA, and National REA is the National Real Estate Education Investors Association. So, we've got 200, uh, 200 some odd, um, 200 some odd uh, chapters throughout the country. In almost every city and state, there is a REA. Um, there are a lot of lookalike RIAs out there that Mm. sometimes call themselves RIAs or call themselves investor groups. Um, but if they're not a chapter and pay dues to the national RIA, they're not official. So, um, and what we do is we bring, uh, you know, resources and education to small and medium sized investors. Um, we bring all kinds of different education that people can learn about, um, from learning multifamily hands-on or storage hands-on, um, all that kind of stuff. And we bring networking as well. Uh, groups of people come every month. We have business, local business partners that you can meet and, and get to know and really work through. Uh, we do a huge trade show. This year it's going to be November 2nd at Mile High Stadium. Uh, we're expecting 600 people or so. Uh, all the way around from the front range uh, will be here. Uh, like I said, we have chapters in Colorado Springs and Oregon, Colorado, so up and down the front range. And we do a lot of governmental advocacy, too. So we spent, uh, I don't know about California, but Colorado is becoming very uh, liberal. And we spent a lot of time down at the Capitol this year fighting against bills that are being brought on that are going to hurt and affect small to medium-sized landlords. Um, We got changes made because they look at, you know, people don't see the big picture. They see the big, nasty landlord companies. Throwing people out and not fixing things, but they don't see the little guy who's got one, two, three rentals. Who, if they don't have a, a month of rent, they're in trouble. You know, so uh, it's a lot of that type of stuff that we do. Um, I've got an executive director who runs that, um, and another uh, a guy, chief marketing officer with that. And you know, it it runs itself, and, and it's a great time. And if anybody's really looking at real estate, go find your local RIA. Um, because there's great education there, and what's also great is I can pick up a phone and if I want to buy a property in St. Louis, I can call Aria at St. Louis and find out who I should be talking to and find legitimate people, not just people off the internet.
0: That's awesome. Uh, so if somebody wants uh, information on invest success or in the investment community of the the investment community of the Rockies, what's the best way for them to get the info, the info?
1: you can uh, the websites are probably the best way um and best success is www uh invest-success.com and i core is um icorrockies.com so i c o r o c k i e s
0: All right. Fantastic. Well, hey, Tim, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing some of your background and also your tips uh, for success and what you're doing in real estate. And to all of the listeners, really appreciate you tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Tim, thanks again for coming on the show.
1: Thanks, Adam. That was great.